When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. General Westmoreland, General Grove, distinguished guests, and gentlemen of the Corps. As I was leaving the hotel this morning, a doorman asked me, Where are you bound for, General? And when I replied West Point, he remarked, Beautiful place. Have you ever been there before? <laughs> no human being could fail to be deeply moved by such a tribute as this, coming from a profession I have served so long, and a people I have loved so well, it fills me with an emotion I cannot express. But this award is not intended primarily to honor a personality, but to symbolize a great moral code, the code of conduct and chivalry of those who guard this beloved land of culture and ancient descent. That is the animation of this medallion. For all eyes and for all time, it is an expression of the ethics of the American soldier. And I should be integrated in this way with so noble an ideal arouses a sense of pride and yet of humility 
which will be with me always. Beauty, honor, country. Those three hallowed words reverently dictate what you ought to be, what you can be, what you will be. They are your rallying points to build courage when courage seems to fail, to regain faith when there seems to be little cause for faith, to create hope when hope becomes for all. Unhappily, I possess neither that eloquence of diction, that poetry of imagination, nor that brilliance of metaphor to tell you all that they mean. The young believer will say they are but words, but a slogan, but a flamboyant phrase. Every tenant, every demigod, every cynic, every hypocrite, every troublemaker, and I am sorry to say, some others of an entirely different character will try to downgrade them even to the extent of mockery and ridicule. But these are some of the things they do. They build your basic character. They mold you for your future roles as the custodians of the nation's defense. They make you strong enough to know when you are weak and brave enough to face yourself when you are a friend. They teach you to be proud and unbending in honest failure, but humble and gentle in success. Not to substitute words for action, not to seek the path of comfort, but to face the stress and spur of difficulty and shine. To learn to stand up in the storm, 
but to have compassion on those who fall. To master yourself before you seek to master others. To have a heart that is clean, a goal in your heart. To learn to laugh, but yet never forget how to weep. To reach into the future, yet never neglect the past. To be serious, yet never to take yourself too seriously. To be modest, so that you will remember the simplicity of true greatness the open mind of true wisdom, the meekness of true strength. They give you a temper of the will, a quality of the imagination, a vigor of the emotions, a freshness of the deep springs of life, a temperamental predominance of courage over timidity, of an appetite for adventure over love of ease. They create in your heart a sense of wonder, the unfailing hope of what next, and the joy and inspiration of life. They teach you in this way to be an officer and a gentleman. And what sort of soldiers are those you are to lead? Are they reliable? Are they brave? Are they capable of victory? Their story is known to all of you. It is the story of the American man-at-arms. My estimate of him was formed on the battlefield many, many years ago and has never changed. I regarded him then as I regard him now as one of the world's noblest figures, not only as one of the finest military characters, but also as one of the most stainless.
His name and fame are the birthright of every American citizen. It is youth and strength. His love and loyalty. He gave all that mortality can give. He needs no eulogy for me or for many other men. He has written his own history and written it in red on his enemy's breast. When I think of his patience under adversity, of his courage under fire, and of his modesty and victory, I am filled with an emotion of admiration I cannot put into words. He belongs to history as furnishing one of the greatest examples of successful patriotism. He belongs to posterity as the instructor of future generations in the principles of liberty and freedom. He belongs to the present, to us, by his virtues and by his achievements. In 20 campaigns, on a hundred battlefields, around a thousand campfires, I have witnessed that enduring fortitude, that patriotic self-abnegation, and that invincible determination which have caused his statue in the heart of his people. From one end of the world to the other, he has drained deep the choice of courage. As I listen to those songs, in memories I I could see those staggering columns of the First World War bending under soggy packs on many a weary march. From dripping dust to drizzling dawn, soggy ankle deep through the mire of shell shock roads to form grimly for the attack. Below it, covered with sludge and mud, chilled by the wind and rain, trotting home to their objective. And for many, to the judgment seat of God.
I do not know. The dignity of their birth. But I do know the glory of their death. They died unquestioning, uncomplaining, with faith in their hearts and on their lips the hope that we would go on to victory. Always for them duty, honor, country. Always their blood and sweat and tears as we sought the way and the life and the truth. And twenty years after, on the other side of the globe, again, the filth of mercy foxhole, the stench of ghostly trenches, the slime of dripping dugouts, those boiling suns of relentless heat, those torrential rains of devastating storms, the loneliness and utter desolation of jungle trails, the bitterness of long separation from those they loved and cherished, the deadly pestilence of tropical disease, the horror of stricken areas of war, their resolute and determined defense, their swift and sure attack, their indomitable purpose, their complete and decisive victory, always victory, always through the bloody haze of their last reverberating shock, the vision of God, ghastly men reverently following your password of duty, honor, country. The code which those words perpetuate embraces the highest moral law and will stand the test of any ethics or philosophies ever promulgated for the uplift of mankind. Its requirements are for the things that are right, and its restraints are from the things that are wrong. A soldier above all the men is required to practice the greatest act 
a religious training, sacrifice, in battle and in the face of danger and death, he discloses those divine attributes which his maker gave when he created man in his own image. No physical courage and no good instinct can take the place of the divine help which alone can sustain you. However hard the incidents of war may be, the soldier who is called upon to offer and to give his life for his country is the noblest development of mankind. You now face a new world, a world of change. The thrust into outer space of the satellite spheres and missiles mark the beginning of another epoch in the long story of mankind. In the five or more billions of years the scientists tell us it has taken to form the earth. In the three or more billion years of development of the human race, there has never been a more abrupt or staggering evolution. We deal now not with things of this world alone, but with the illimitable distances and as yet unfathomed mysteries of the universe. We are reaching out for a new and boundless frontier. We speak in strange terms of harnessing the cosmic energy, of making winds and tides work for us, of creating unheard synthetic materials to supplement or even replace our own standard basics, to purify sea water for our drink, of mining ocean floors for new fields of wealth and food, of disease preventatives to expand life into the hundred of years of controlling the weather 
for a more equitable distribution of heat and cold, of rain and shine, of spaceships to the moon, of the primary target in war, no longer limited to the armed forces of an enemy, but instead to include his civil population. A lot of conflict between the united human race and the sinister forces of some other planetary galaxy of such dreams and fantasies as to make life the most exciting of all time. And through all this welfare of change and development, your mission remains fixed, determined, inviolable. It is to win our war. Everything else in your professional career is but corollary to this vital dedication. All of the public purposes, all of the public projects, all of the public needs, great or small, will find others for their accomplishment. But you are the ones who are trained to fight. Yours is the profession of arms, the will to win, the sure knowledge that in war there is no substitute for victory, that if you lose, the nation will be destroyed. That the very obsession of your public service must be duty, honor, country. Others will debate the controversial issues, national and international, which divide men's minds. A serene, calm, aloof, you stand as the nation's war guardian, as its lifeguard from the raging tides of international conflict, as its gladiator in the arena of battle. For a century and a half, you have defended guarded and protected its held traditions of liberty and freedom, of right and justice. Let civilian voices argue the merits or demerits of our processes of government. Whether our strength is being sapped by deficit financing indulged in too long, by federal paternalism grown too mighty, 
by power groups grown through arrogance, by politics grown through corrupt, by crime grown through rampant, by morals grown through low, by taxes grown through high, by extremists grown through violence, whether our personal liberties are as thorough and complete as they should be, these great national problems are not for your professional participation or military solution. Your guidepost stands out like a tenfold beacon in the night. Duty, honor, cousin. You are the leaven which binds together the entire fabric of our national system of defense. From your ranks come the great captains who hold the nation's destiny in their hands the moment the war talks in his The long, gray line has never failed us. Were you to do so, a million votes in olive drab, in brown coffee, in blue and gray, would rise from their white crosses thundering those magic words, duty, honor, country. This does not mean that you are war moments. On the contrary, the soldier, above all other people, prays for peace. For he must suffer and bear the deepest wounds and scars of war. Always in our ears ring the ominous words of Plato, that wisest of all philosophers. Only the dead have seen the end of war. and coaxed and caressed 
by the smiles of yesterday. I listen vainly, but with thirsty ear for the witching melody of faint bugles blowing reveling. A far drone beating a long road. In my dreams, I hear again the crash of guns, the rattle of musketry, the strange, mournful mutter of the battlefield. In the evening of my memory, always I come back to West Point. Always there echoes and re-echoes duty, honor, country. Today, my final roll call with you. But I want you to know that when I cross the river, my last conscious thoughts will be of the core and the core and the core. I bid you farewell. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.